Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Alaska. A vast remote wilderness twice the size of Texas. You could walk for a year without seeing another person in one of the most mysterious corners of the globe. Everything in your being is telling you to get the hell out of there. This is a place hundreds of times more deadly than the Bermuda Triangle. Oh my God! Stories of alien abductions. That was definitely something not from this world. The paranormal, vanishing airplanes, and strange beasts. Bigfoot could be anywhere in Alaska hiding out. Have haunted those who dare set foot here. Who's that? Now I feel like something's after me. In the last 30 years, 16,000 people have disappeared without a trace. In the vastness of this country, it's easy to be swallowed up in it. Witnesses tell us their shocking stories. I was horrified. And we've gathered some of the world's leading experts in their field. I wanted to go out and get the evidence myself and say, this is real. This stuff exists. To try and unlock the mystery of the Alaska Triangle. Skagway, one of the most haunted towns in Alaska, where dreams were broken and men died on the trail of the 19th century gold rush. People bet their entire lives on the possibility of finding these tiny little nuggets of gold, untold riches, and sometimes those hopes were dashed. From haunted hotels to murder in its brothels, the ghosts from the past continue to taunt its people. He saw the stabbing. It was pretty terrifying. The paranormal here can scare even the hardiest of ghost hunters. Oh, what is it picking up now? What's your name? Oh, my God. 1897, the beginning of the Klondike Gold Rush. When stories of striking it rich hit newspaper stands across the U.S., over 100,000 men would set sail to the port town of Skagway 
in the southeastern corner of the Alaska Triangle in the hope of making their fortune. Historian Steve Levi has written about their journey. It's a wild time. Doctors, lawyers, piano players, crooks, convicts, prostitutes, everybody was coming through Skagway. The so-called Stampeders set off on a treacherous 500-mile trek from the port of Skagway up the infamous Golden Staircase over Alaska's coast mountains to Canada's prized gold fields in Dawson. Most, however, went home penniless, and many never even made it out of Skagway. It's a very violent city, a city that had a death a day. A doctor couldn't make a living in Skagway because people just got shot. They, no one got sick, everybody just got killed. With Skagway's dark history, it's no wonder it's such a draw for lost spirits. Its cemeteries seem haunted by victims of murder and gold mining tragedies. Hotels seem possessed by women whose husbands went to the gold fields and never returned. Even ghost ships like the Princess Sophia left Skagway cursed with tragedy, taking more than 300 lives to a watery grave. Their ghosts are still seen to this day. Paranormal expert Jeff Richards has been investigating the hauntings here. Those dire circumstances, unfortunately, they leave a mark. They leave a mark, loss of life, loss of hope. The mysterious forces that comprise the Alaska Triangle could be what keep the spirit here in Skagway present and so active. No more so than in one of the most haunted bars in Skagway, the Red Onion Saloon. But it sold more than liquor during the gold rush. It also sold sex, according to operations manager Elizabeth Lavoie. When a miner wanted to enjoy the company of a woman, he would be taken upstairs, escorted by the bouncer. He would be shown in to the woman of his choice, and then he would pay. Our brothel was one of the most expensive with the highest class ladies. Corey Giacomazzi helped turn the former brothel upstairs into a museum and arrived here in 2004 to become its curator. But soon she realized this place had a dark history of hauntings. She heard footsteps, and fellow workers told Corey about other unexplained experiences. Things will start happening, like they can't get into the safe downstairs, or they get shoved down the stairs, or different things happen. There have been times I've walked into the brothel and you just get this feeling that you just shouldn't be in here. One of her colleagues experienced something even more sinister. End of the month inventory, she was in the freezer counting pizza doughs. Next thing you know, she ended up being pushed. She felt two hands on her back and a push. But when she tried to escape, things took a turn for the worse. She was struggling to get out. She was ready to yell at somebody for harassing her this way. And there was nobody there. Corey's co-workers soon told her more about the spirit responsible for these ghostly goings-on. They called her Lydia. They believe she was one of the working girls who plied their trade at the Red Onion Saloon. 
she was forced into prostitution, like many women during the gold rush whose husbands deserted them for the gold fields. Quite often they didn't come back, so the ladies would end up staying here waiting, and some of them turned to the world's oldest profession. And Lydia, from what we can gather, came to work here. But the Alaska Triangle, it seems, would soon reveal a more sinister twist to its hauntings. The Red Onion's ghosts would reveal a more ominous history, one of suicide and murder. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Red Onion Saloon, one of the most haunted places in the gold rush ghost town of Skagway. In 1898, it was perhaps the town's most prolific brothel. But a ghost of one of its working women, Lydia, continues to taunt the staff here. One day, a tour guide put her call girl costume on, ready to start her shift. Then came across a sight she'd never forget. She walked into this room at one point she looked up into this particular corner. She saw this woman hanging from the ceiling. She got scared. And that's when she realized it was Lydia. There also seemed to be something sinister on Lydia's face. 
she was seen with a scar on her right cheek. This scar had a tragic significance. The thought is back in those days, they would sometimes brand women if they had syphilis so that everyone would know. So we're assuming Lydia may have taken her own life because she didn't have any other way to make a living, no way out, and she was sick. This is what this poor woman had to do to survive, and then in the end, didn't. But soon, Corey would finally witness Lydia for herself. Late one Halloween evening, she was taking guests on a tour of the brothel museum. We were doing a night ghost tour up here, which we rarely do. It was a special event. Suddenly, Corey sensed a presence in one of the rooms. There was a figure who walked from one room across the hallway to the other room. It was Lydia. But Corey was then drawn to something even more sinister, lurking in the shadows. You could definitely feel this heavy presence. There was a dark, shadowy figure. It really freaked me out. Got the feeling that it was time to leave, and we left pretty quickly after that. No one knew the identity of this dark spirit until a young bartender came to work at the Red Onion. One day, he saw a terrifying scene played out in front of his eyes from the brothel's violent gold rush days. The bartender said he witnessed a stocky, surly male apparition. He saw him being a brute, being ruthless and brutal with these women, being violent and aggressive. And the bartender was shocked by what he saw next. So this kid is telling me what he's seeing. He had been stabbed with a knife by a woman. The identity of the murderer was unknown, but the bartender believed this brute was a bouncer at the brothel. And it's his steps that are often heard haunting the hallway. His job was to keep the clients to time and kick them out after their 15 minutes of pleasure. The young employee never recovered from what he had witnessed. He was basically tormented and had horrific dreams, nightmares, felt like the presence here followed him home. He ended up, as a result, leaving. He doesn't want to have anything to do with Skagway or the Red Onion again. I can't, I can't blame him. It was pretty terrifying. It seems the forces of the Alaska Triangle are set on driving out the living. And with Skagway's violent past, spirits of the dead seem to stalk this town. That's why paranormal investigator Mike Cook has made a special 800-mile journey here from Anchorage. I've always wanted to come to Skagway. It is one of the most haunted cities in Alaska. This is the place for paranormal. And the fact that I now have the chance to, to be in Skagway really uh, is a dream come true. Tonight, Mike's planning an investigation at the Red Onion Saloon. He wants to find out more about the evil entity of the bouncer, named John, and about the ghost of working girl, Lydia. He wants to know why their spirits seem to remain so restless. 
I would really love to meet Lydia tonight to answer a lot of questions that I have. Why did she hang herself? I'd like to meet John and see why he's doing what he's doing. It's up to the spirits, but they want me to know the true story. They're going to tell it. So this is our main room. Mike meets the brothel museum curator, Corey, and is given a tour so he knows what to look out for during his investigation. And this is where Lydia is often seen. In this corner. In this corner. This is where she has been seen hanging. Then, as darkness falls, Mike begins setting up. Night vision cameras are placed all over the saloon and brothel upstairs, including Lydia's room and the hallway that's stalked by the bouncer, John. We'll have one set up for Lydia, one set up in the hallway. I definitely want to get Lydia's area where she's shown up before. Maybe she'll uh, appear on camera for us. Mike also has a ghost hunting scanner called the REM pod. The REM pod, it's got an electromagnetic field around it. So anything that has some kind of electricity to it, ghost spirits, anything that comes near this will set it off. It's also got a temperature sensor on the top. So if the temperature up here changes plus or minus five degrees, we'll hear another audible tone. So we're gonna go set this up down the hall because that's the most active part of this whole place. Finally, Mike sets his infrared camera to detect for apparitions. The dots on the wall represent its laser beams. Mike's overnight investigation begins in the most haunted place in town. I'm excited. Let's go. Mike settles down to monitor his cameras. Oh. But what you'll see here, right there, came out of the wall and then shot that way. A strange orb descends from the haunted brothel upstairs. It came from upstairs, there, wham, and goes all the way down and shoots. Then it seems a strange force is at work in Lydia's room. This camera's wigging out. It's a brand new camera. This is where she hung herself. Her camera's off now. Wait, it came right back on. Holy cow. Perhaps the spirits of Skagway are trying to sabotage Mike's investigation. Their plan may be to steer him off course from digging any deeper. The interference appears to come from Lydia's room, where she hung herself. Wow, look at this. Right there. Mike spots some kind of orb. Literally comes from where the light is and just shoots straight at the camera. I seriously feel like there's somebody here, but I just don't know who. So Mike goes up to Lydia's room to investigate. Ooh, it's strong right now, it is strong. Ooh, who's up here? Hey, Lydia, is that you? Whoever's up here, I can feel you. Using his spirit box, Mike listens for messages while it scans the local radio frequencies. Lydia, can you come say hi to us, please? Yeah, that was a female. Lydia, is that you? That is going nuts. 
something's entered the electromagnetic field surrounding Mike's REM pod device. Lydia, is that you? Can you make it go off again? That was, re that was, see? It responded. As soon as I said, do it again. When people see her or feel her, they, they get a cold breeze. And that's the, that tone right there means there's a five degree temperature change in the room. That's the area where they've said they've seen her apparition of her hanging. Lydia, did you hang yourself? There's something in this room. Minutes later, a sound in the hallway. Ooh, <laughs> I heard something. It was like a, oh, it was like a, like a breath, like a, like someone breathing. This is the same hallway that the ghost of the murdered bouncer, John, is said to stalk. John, is that you down at the end of the hallway? No. It literally sounds like somebody's walking down there. Like just back and forth, back and forth. If this is John, Mike senses him moving downstairs to the bar. This is where the bouncer kicked the clients out after their 15 minutes spent in the brothel. Who's here with us in the saloon? What's your name? Mike uses his spirit box to reach out to him. Oh my God. On replay. What's your name? It sounds like the name John. Oh my God. That was just. Who am I talking to? But there's no more word from the evil entity, John. So Mike considers a change of tack to try and communicate with the spirits. I want to turn the lights on because what I really want to do is get the atmosphere the same as it was when uh, people have seen these apparitions or felt them or heard them. Mike moves the electromagnetic sensing REM pod into the hallway where he heard footsteps, perhaps from bouncer John. Mike waits for a response. This thing is going nuts. It just stopped. It just stopped. Everything was going off. That is the most that we've seen tonight. And this is the hallway too. Holy cow. No more from the REM pod device. But in Lydia's room. Oh, oh, it's going off, man. Something's over here. It seems some kind of apparition has appeared on Mike's infrared light sensor camera. The way it works is it actually emits a infrared laser grid. And so anything that comes into that laser grade field and manipulates the dots, and it'll actually outline the apparition with that. Any human shape that's detected is shown on screen as a stick-like figure. This strange form could be Lydia herself. Wow. Lydia, is that you? I think that that's a mirror. What you're seeing there's a mirror. And then a lampshade. It's crazy though. It's tracking whatever's right there. 
Oh my God. So it's looking right here at this case and this lamp and this mirror. Now it's gone. Wait, there it is. There it is again. Oh my God. Then the apparition seems to disappear. I'm not getting anything right here anymore. Oh, what is it picking up now? That is over. That's over by Lydia's corner. That's pointed at Lydia's corner. And this is the corner of the room where Lydia said to have hung herself. Then it seems the spirit vanishes. No more signs from the ghosts here. But for Mike, it's been a successful evening at the Red Onion Saloon. It seems the entities of evil bouncer John and working girl Lydia are both trying to send him some kind of message. I don't know what exactly they said, but uh, I do know that they were trying to communicate, so that was pretty interesting. This place is phenomenal. This place definitely has spirits. Mike calls it a night, knowing that he has plenty of evidence to sift through back at base. I had actually set this camera down on the floor midway down the hallway. I then went off and did something else in a totally different part of the saloon, and the noise that is caught on the mic of this camera is pretty interesting. There was a loud bang, and that got my attention. What was that? I said, what is that? The finger points to the brothel's evil bouncer. The bouncer is obviously trying to get my attention. And then this happens. I found an electronic voice phenomena that said this. She made grave mistakes. An electronic voice phenomenon, or EVP, is a recording captured of a spirit's speech. You could clearly hear the gentleman say, she made a grave mistake. That's what makes this clip so amazing. Mike is in no doubt that this was a message from the ghost of the bouncer. All of the evidence that, that he is up there is right here, and I got it all. This stunning message could relate to one of the working women. Perhaps the victim of the violent bouncer murdered him. They got into an argument and she stabbed him and he died. So he could be referring to, she made a grave mistake of stabbing him. But Mike has another theory. The victim who sought revenge could be the woman who was mercilessly branded on her face, Lydia. She couldn't make money as a working girl, the bouncer was throwing her out. She probably got mad, turned around, stabbed him. And when she realized that she had made the biggest mistake of her life of killing somebody, that's when she probably hung herself. This could be the entity of the bouncer letting us know that Lydia made a grave mistake. Everything would add up. But this case is not closed for Mike. There's definitely spirits there. There's just more to that story 
and I feel they want to tell it, which is why this investigation is not over. And it seems the Red Onion Saloon will always rightly stake a claim as the most haunted place in Alaska. A place where paranormal entities are said to stalk the forests. Legend tells of a tiny but deadly evil known as the Little People. You have to be careful because they could steal your children, they could vanish into thin air. Perhaps these sinister creatures play a part in Alaska's thousands of strange disappearances. Here we have a newspaper report that shows evidence for the abduction of humans by little people. There is definitely something going on in the Alaska Triangle. But deep underground, there's supposedly an even murkier, hidden, subterranean world. It's believed this is where the little people live. Cryptozoologist Lance Hightower has been investigating this sinister phenomenon. All around the world, we have legends that exist of gnomes, leprechauns, and the like. In the Alaska Triangle, you have what's called the little people. A lot of the locals say that they are small in stature, but also have superhuman strength, such as being able to pick up a boulder or a caribou. Author and researcher Hugh Newman has also been looking into the legends. There's been lots of stories about who these people really are, whether they're actual, alive, kind of small human beings, or whether they're otherworldly beings who just emerge at certain times when the veil is thin between this world and the next world. These little people live underground, and so you rarely see them. But these terrifying creatures may not be mere legend. Incredibly, there's believed to be physical evidence that the little people do exist. Mysterious, tiny, tool-like objects, close to an inch in length, have been dug up by archaeologists all over North Alaska. In 2011, some were found near Lake Macharak in the gates of the Arctic National Park. They found spearheads, knives, different blades, and other such things, which are so small that not only would normal-sized human beings find them difficult to make, using them would be a whole other story. And so, you know, is this small, tall tradition actually evidence of little people living in the Alaska area? This could be proof that this tiny race of people existed. But for native Alaskans like Kiduviduak Lichard, the proof comes from the many stories of the little people that strike terror among the communities. Otherwise known as the Urson Rat, these creatures have a fearsome reputation for stealing children. They're often seen by people in the villages. A lot of the population has had encounters with them. One native woman reported that her daughter was targeted by little people in the south of the Triangle. In a place called Palmer in Alaska in 2005, uh, a little person was witnessed running through the landscape. The young girl was thought to be in the same area, alone and vulnerable. She was way out in the country and a little person came up to her. Her mother reported her missing. 
she completely disappeared and was never seen again. And so the relationship between these little people and disappearances in the Alaska Triangle has become quite a big story. And it suggests there may be a connection between them. Where the girl was taken, it seems no one knows. But one place on the southwest edge of the Alaska Triangle, Pilcher Mountain, has long been linked to the little people. Folklore says this is where they have their base, deep underground, and small tools have reportedly been found here. Cryptozoologist Cliff Barrackman believes there may be more to the myth than legend. The local people believe that Pilcher Mountain is the place where the little people reside, and that's where they come from, take people, take captives, and bring them back to there. And Cliff has found what seems like evidence of one such kidnapping near Pilcher Mountain in a local newspaper article dated May 2008. Here we have a newspaper report from 2008 that shows evidence for the abduction of humans by little people. A very unusual story where a hunter was out in a remote area, three hours walk outside of town, and he stumbles across a little boy. To add further weight to the story, Kidu Viduak knows the hunter himself, and he told him what happened next. He found a child in the middle of nowhere. The child was very confused and disoriented. He was wondering what the heck this kid was doing in the middle of nowhere. There's a lot of grizzlies around. While the hunter gave him shelter, the boy had an incredible story to tell. This little boy who said he had been abducted by little people and just been returned minutes before the hunter found him. And all around the area, he saw no footprints in this marshy land. It's almost like he'd been just dropped off there from this strange place that he'd just been. The kid starts telling a story, and he says that the little people took him underground. He said he was taken to their subterranean base, deep into the earth below Pilcher Mountain. They grabbed him and they pulled him through the rocks, and he was all of a sudden in this tunnel. He was brought into this huge, massive room filled with thousands of them. While he was there, he met a little girl. What this girl wanted, the boy did not know. Cryptozoologist Cliff Barrickman has found a newspaper report about the incident. During the boy's absence, he claims to have met a little girl who had been abducted who begged him to help her. The boy discovered a cruel truth. They'd been taken into another dimension where time stood still. They had kept this girl there for 40 years, yet she had not aged. There have been people coming in contact with these little people, and there's time displacement. There's missing time that no one can account for. Tragically, the little girl is said to have asked the boy to pass on a message to her family. And the little girl wanted him to talk to her family to tell them that she's okay. But as 40 years had passed, her family were long dead and gone. It seems, however, the little demons decided to release the boy and spare his life. When he was found and returned to his village, the story spread fear across Alaska. It generated a huge buzz all around Alaska because for generations, stories of these little people have been out there and these little people abduct children. 
You would go, what? These stories I've been hearing for decades are true? Are my children safe? And here we are with this newspaper report for everybody to see with multiple named witnesses. Well, that's some pretty compelling evidence that something is going on. So if this is evidence that these little demons do exist, then perhaps this is proof that they have played some role in the strange disappearances that have plagued the Alaska Triangle. If it is true that little people are abducting humans for whatever purpose, I don't think we're gonna have any shortage of missing people in the future. The missing boy may have been saved, but others seem to have not been so lucky when they've crossed paths with these sinister creatures. The numbers of missing people here seem on a relentless rise. It could only happen in this place, Alaska. 